Psalms 119 and 89. Uh, when I read it earlier, I read it out of the God's Word translation. Those of you that have your King James uh, Bibles, you might be able to follow on along a little better. But it simply says, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth and it abideth. They continue this day according to thine ordinances, for all are thou servants. Unless thy law had been my delight, I should then have perished in my affliction. But I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. Verse 94, I am thine. Save me, for I have sought thy precepts. I want to talk to you all uh, today. I want to talk to you all from the subject matter, from this particular passage of scripture. I want to talk to you all quickly um, from the subject, the power of God's word working in your life, the power of God's word working in your life. I want you to get it. The power, the power, the power of God's word working in your life. Let me, let me start off by saying that nowhere uh, in scripture does God tell us that believers will not suffer. God never promised to spare us from the trials of life. However, God does promise his faithful presence when we walk through the trials. Uh, his grace will be sufficient in our time of need, and he will provide the strength uh, we require to endure it all. And I know that at times we may be bowed low beneath the weight of crushing burdens, we could plunge suddenly into the depths of depression and despair. But at the at our lowest point, uh, if we will look to the Lord and believe in his word, I promise you, he will give us whatever we need to continue on. And so this is precisely what the author of Psalms 119 was experiencing uh, under relentless persecution because of his faithfulness to God's word. He had reached his breaking point. He felt he could no longer survive his afflictions. Yet when he needed it most, God gave him a fresh surge of power from his holy word. And so God relieved the weight of his burden. He revived his spirit and gave him the strength needed to keep moving forward. And so from the psalmist's agonizing experience, we can receive both instruction and hope for our unbearable trials. Because how many of you all know that God's promises are true and his word is sufficient even for life's most painful afflictions? And so in the darkest night, in the light of God's word, it will break through. 
And this is when, this is really when you feel the power of God's word working in your life. When you look at the scripture text that I read here today, uh, the psalmist, he points out three things for us. First of all, he tells us the first thing we need to understand and we need to do it, and that is focus on God's uh, sure foundation. And then secondly, he tells us to delight yourself in God's word. And then thirdly, he tells us to ask God to rescue you. Let me say it again. First of all, focus on God's sure foundation. And then secondly, delight yourself in God's word. And then thirdly, ask God to rescue you. If you glance down at verses 89 through 91, and I'm going to preach the word here today, you will notice he tells us to focus on God's sure foundation, having been lifted out of the pit of despair by the power of God's word. The psalmist proclaimed its certainty and trustworthiness. He focused on the fact that God's word is sure because it stands on a sure foundation. When you look at verse number 89, he'll tell you that God's word, that it is eternal. The psalmist, he greatly encouraged and he began with a powerful declaration of God's word. He simply says it is eternal. In other words, it is firmly established in the heaven forever. You have to understand when you look at the word forever, uh, it, it, it literally means uh, in the Hebrew, it, it literally means the vanishing point. Uh huh. In other words, as far as we can see into the past and as far as we can see into the future, God's word stands firm. The psalmist was not stressing only the eternal existence of God's word, but also the eternal revelance and helpfulness of God's word. You have to understand that this persecuted student, this servant of the Lord, had reached his lowest point, feeling that he could endure the suffering no longer. But just as God's word had not failed his forefathers, neither did it fail him. And likewise, I come to tell you, we can rest assured that it will not fail us. Notice scripture's foundation here. God's word is eternal because it is firmly fixed in heaven and not on earth. And so whatever happens in this world cannot and it will not affect God's word because it is established on solid ground. It's established on holy ground and it's established on eternal ground. And so when, when everything 
My God, that we can see pass away. You have to understand that God's word will still be standing. Jesus said, what heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word is going to stand forever. And I don't know about you, but I love the word of God. How many of y'all know there's power in his word? There's deliverance in his word. I love the word of God. And then not only does he talk about the word of God, but then in verse 98, he begins to talk about God's faithfulness. Uh, in addition to God's holy word, God's faithfulness, he says it continues uh, through all generations. In other words, God was faithful to my mama and my daddy. And guess what? God is also faithful to me. And guess what? Not only is God faithful to me, but then God is also faithful to our children. Not only is God faithful to our children, but God is also faithful to their children. Why? Because God's faithfulness, it continues through all generations. And so the basic root idea of this word is firmness or certainty. In other words, God's word is faithful because God is faithful and we can trust the word of God because we can trust the God of the word. And so in times of, of my God of greatest need, the psalmist had found God to be faithful. He had cried out to the Lord in faith and was trusting the Lord to reach down and help him. And when his soul was fainting, he held fast to his conviction that God would keep his word. Can I please encourage somebody here this today? No matter what you are going through and no matter what you are feeling, I come here to let you know that God will keep his word. He did it for the psalmist. And guess what? He'll also do it for you because through the power of his word, the Lord delivered his faithful servant from deadly despair. And this declaration of God's faithfulness was more than simply his observation. It carried the power of the revived psalmist's experience. And so he said, remember, it's a good foundation, not only because of God's word, but also because of God's faithfulness. But as we continue to look at verse 90, when you look at the latter part of that verse, he began to talk about God's creation. And so to further support the certainty of God's word, the psalmist pointed to the earth. God's creation, he noted, endures as God wishes. God established the earth and it continues according to God's will and by his sustaining power. It don't matter what's going on in the earth. You need to understand that God 
is still in control. Oh, I hear the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwelleth therein, for he hath founded it upon the seas and he has established it upon the flood. You need to understand that God is in full control. And I believe when the people of God, I believe when the, when all believers, when we come to the realization that God is in control in the midst of all of the chaos and the confusion, you need to understand God is still in control. Somebody need to put that in the chat, that God is still in control. No matter what's going on in the White House, God is still in control. No matter what President Trump may do, God is still in control. Your boss don't have the final way, the final say. Your spouse don't have the final say. God is in full control. And so the psalmist says, it's a good foundation. It's a solid foundation because of the word and because of God's, uh, my God, faithfulness and because of God's uh, creation. And then in the in verse number 91, he talks about God's laws because the same power that upholds creation, it also upholds God's word. And so God's word continues to stand according to his ordinances or decrees. Everything that God has given is, is his servant. Or put it another way, all that God has created is subject to him, including his laws. And for this reason, God's laws will endure and governing the lives of everyone through all the ages. And can I encourage you here to build your lives on God's word? Because when we build our lives on the word of God, you have to understand that we are building on a solid foundation. We can trust the scripture as surely as we can trust God. We're living in a day now where people are trying to say that the Bible is obsolete. They're trying to say that because of the different translation that men have put their own interpretation. Well, I need y'all to understand something. I love the word of God. And one thing I know God's word, God will give you revelation. God will give you inspiration. God will give you interpretation of his word. Because when it's all said and done, the only thing that's going to be left standing is the word of God. And just as the psalmist focused on this sure foundation, when he was crushed by his heavy burden, so should we. God in his faithfulness to his promise will raise us up through the word. If you want to be raised up, I dare you just get into the word. We've heard what everybody else had to say about the situation. Now just get into the word of the almighty God. Here's the reason why you can trust the word because God's word is eternal. Ah, 
Uh, we should learn it. We should live by it. We should study God's word diligently so we can know how to apply its wisdom and power to our lives. Not only is it eternal, but God's word is absolutely faithful. Not only is it faithful, but God's creation is enduring. Not only is his creation enduring, but God's law also endure. So the psalmist is telling us, focus on God's sure foundation. And then when I look at verse 92, glance down at your Bibles. Verse 92. I don't want to preach too long here, but verse 92 and 93, he says, delight yourself in God's word. It's one thing to know the word, but it's another thing to delight yourself in the word. Because the psalmist realized it was God's word that had saved him from utter despair. He had been victorious over his oppressive burden, his relentless persecution. Why? Because he delighted in God's word. His word protects you. Yeah. How many of y'all know God's word will protect you? Mm. It'll protect you through your trials. It'll protect you through all of your afflictions. Hey, when his heavy soul sank to a level of darkness from which he felt he could not return, the mighty truth of scripture rescued him. And I know sometimes you may feel like you're at a point in your life where there's no return. But just like the psalmist, God will rescue you. Oh, somebody ought to give God some praise right there. But you know why? He rescued him because he delighted in God's word, God's powerful word. My God, it'll protect you. It will encourage you in the hour of crisis. Look what it did for the psalmist. It carried him through his trials and his affliction. And I come here to serve somebody notice. His word is going to carry you through everything you're going through. Don't give up on his word. Hey, my God, hunger and thirst after his word. He said he'll fill you up. Come on here, somebody. His word is sweet like honey. Hey, glory be to God. It's going to be his word that's going to carry us through. And not only does the psalmist say that his word protects us, but then in verse 93, he says that his word hey, renews and breathes new life into you. Uh, it's right there in the text. Hey, glory. It's right there in the text. My God, that God's word, it had revived his soul when he was about to collapse under his heavy load of grief, God's precepts, his principles, his teachings, his guidelines, and his rules, they breathe new life into the psalmist. And so when the psalmist cried out for God to quicken or revive him, he made a holy vow to the Lord that if God would preserve his life, 
he would keep his commandments faithfully. And look at God. The Lord answered the psalmist's prayer and he reaffirmed his promise to obey God's word. How many of y'all know if you call on him according to his word, the Bible said he will answer you. And not only will he answer you, but he will show you great and marvelous things. Note something here. I don't want you to miss it. That the psalmist did not begin to delight in God's word when his trials dragged him into despair. He had delighted in God's word long before mm, his persecution ever began. In fact, it was his faithfulness to God's law that provoked his wicked enemies against him. And when he reached the breaking point, he was able to draw strength from the scripture he had stored up inside. I stopped by here to tell somebody, you better store some scripture. <laughs> you better store up some scripture. You may not need it now, but store it up because you're going to need it. And it's nothing like when the enemy come in like a flood. It's nothing like my God putting the word on the devil. Tell the devil, devil, you a lie. It is written in God's word. I stand on the word and I stand on the promises of the almighty God. God's word can turn your situation around. God's word can bring healing to your body. When you start professing and confessing that by his stripes, I'm already healed. God's word will lift those heavy burdens because weeping may endure for a night. But somebody shout joy. Come on, shout joy. <laughs> Cometh in the morning. Somebody, you feel lonely. You're feeling sad. But put the word on it. Jesus said, I'll never leave you. Mm, I'll never forsake you. Somebody, your money might be low. Hey, come on. I just come by. I, I just went down somebody's street. I know I did. My God, your money might be low. But don't worry about it. Put the word on it. My God shall supply every one of my needs according to his riches that's in glory. And so without question, you can draw strength from the scriptures that's stored inside. Hey, we should turn to God's word for a fresh burst of encouragement when we're feeling low. God's guidelines can instantly give us what we need to endure a moment of crisis. You got to understand that when you get the word, hey, the word builds spiritual muscle mass, so to speak. <laughs> muscle mass to use when we face the fiercest trials and challenges of life. Nothing can replace the power that builds up within us when we devote our lives to God and we delight in his word on a daily basis. Jesus said it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Stay in the word. Hey, glory. Stay in the word. My God, let the word saturate your heart. Let it saturate your spirit. 
Let it saturate your mind. Stay in, stay in the word because you're going to need the word of God in order to defeat the enemy. And then I notice, and I'm getting ready to close, in verse 94 through 96, he talks about something else. He says, nothing wrong with you asking God to rescue you. How many of y'all know every now and then, you got to just say, Lord, help me. (laughs) You know what? I want to talk to some folk right now. I want to talk to some folk right now. Not to you all that got it all going on and everything is well and you selling the seeds of life. But just for this moment, I want to talk to those that, that feel like your strength is almost gone. I want to talk to you all that feel like you barely have enough strength to put one foot in front of the other. I want to talk to some of you all that feel like the devil is raging on every hand. If the devil ain't working through you, he's working through your spouse. Y'all ain't going to help me. If he ain't working through your spouse, working through your children, working through the people on your job. I want to talk to you all for a few minutes. Because when I look at verses 94, 95, and 96, the psalmist says that there's nothing wrong with asking God to rescue you. Because out of his unfailing love, the Lord delivered the psalmist from his moment of crisis. However, you have to understand that the Lord had not yet delivered him from fierce persecution by those who despised God's word. The psalmist continued to ask God, rescue him from their unrelenting efforts to destroy them. I stop back here to tell you that the devil already know that his time is not long and he's out to destroy whomever he can. Scripture said the devil come to what? Steal kill, and to destroy. Oh, but thank God Jesus says, the devil will never outdo me. I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. And I'm declaring right now to everybody under the sound of my voice, I want you to live. Somebody ought to shout, I'm going to live. And I'm not just going to exist, but I'm going to live. I'm going to experience that abundant life in Jesus Christ. How many of y'all know you can have the abundant life even in the midst of this pandemic? I'm going to live. I dare you to confess it. In the midst of what you're going through, the devil is a lie. Suicide rate has gone on, gone, gone up. Depression is at its all-time high. Oh, but thank God for Jesus. Thank God for his word. I shall live and not die. This long suffering servant, ah, the psalmist, he called on God to save him. First of all, why did he call on him? Well, he called on him, according to verse 94, because he belonged to him. How many of y'all know you could call on him? Hey, because you belong to him. He's not a stranger. He know you by your name. You belong to him. 
you are his. And so the psalmist, he said, I called on him because I belong to him. And then secondly, he appealed to the Lord for rescue because throughout his life, he had faithfully sought to obey God's word. It's right there in verse 94. How many of y'all know when you obey God's word, you don't have no problem calling him up? Oh, y'all ain't want to hear me. I said, when you obey God's word, it's almost like children. When they know they've been disobedient, they're real hesitant to ask their parents for something because they already know that some ain't going to give it to them if they live in a life of disobedience. Well, if you don't give your kids what they want, how many of y'all know we are his heavenly children? We are his children, and he's our heavenly father. David said, I could call on him. Why? Because I've been obedient, <laughs> my God, to his word. And then thirdly, he says, he reminded God that even as the wicked sought to destroy him, that he himself had remained faithful to God. Can I tell y'all, stay faithful to God. Hallelujah. Whatever you do, stay faithful to God. I know it gets rough. I know it gets tough. I know the hills are hard to climb, but stay faithful to God. Stay faithful to God's word. And just as the psalmist's persecutors were relentless in trying to destroy him, he was relentless and praying for God to rescue him. And one of the great lessons that Jesus teaches is that we need to pray persistently. Pray, pray, pray without ceasing. Pray in the morning, pray in the noonday, pray in the midnight answer hour. Keep on praying. Pray until God answers you. Don't give up on God. Hallelujah. Just keep on seeking his face. And when the Lord does not answer you immediately, don't lose heart. Hey, don't start doubting God. God's been too good to all of us to start doubting God now. Look where the Lord has brought you from. Hey, he's brought us all from a mighty long way. And if we would really be honest, and if we would be transparent here today, Many of you didn't know that you was going to make it hey, this far. But somebody ought to shout, thank God for Jesus. Some of y'all should have died in that trial. That sickness should have taken you out. Hey, glory be to God. When the enemy was coming after you, hey, and you didn't even know the enemy was after you, God's hand of protection, he protected you. And guess what? If he did it before, how many of y'all know he'll do it again? Yeah, somebody, you need to hear that. If God opened up a door before, guess what? He'll open up the door again. If God healed you before, he'll heal you again. If God lifted you before, I stop by here to tell somebody that God will lift. He'll lift you again. Just be obedient. Just be faithful to God's word. Pray with boldness, doubting nothing. Don't waver in your faith because you have the power of God's word working in your life. 
It ain't my power. It's not Gary, but it's the power of God's word. Not my God, by man's power, nor by man's might. But he said it's by what? My spirit, said the Lord of hosts. And every time you read the word, every time you hear the word, let the word come alive down on the inside of you. And see, won't you be able to do great and marvelous things? Don't lose confidence in God. Hey, but hold on. Hold on to your confidence. Hey, glory. Ah, my God. Hold on to your confidence. Hey, hold on to God. Hold on to his word. His word will strengthen you. His word will bear you up. No matter how heavy the load may seem right now, just ask him. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall come open. The psalmist said in Psalms 55 and 16, he says, as for me, I will call upon God and the Lord shall save me. When you call on him, Mm, just proclaim, make a declaration that he will save me. And then Jeremiah, and I'm closing the book now, 17 and 14, he says, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Somebody, you need to pray, Lord, heal me. Heal me physically. Heal me emotionally. Heal me spiritually. He said, Lord, if you heal me, I shall be healed. If you save me, I shall be saved. And then I like how he concluded that. He says, for thou art my praise. I need to let somebody know the devil trying to steal your praise in the midst of everything we're going through. Yes, you're quoting the word. Yes, you're living the word. Well, can I tell y'all something? You need to put a praise. You need to put a praise on that word. Put a praise on that word. Put a thank you on that word. Put a hallelujah on that word. Put a glory to God on that word. He says, heal me and I will be healed. Save me and I shall be saved for thou art my praise. In other words, the praise don't belong to me. It belongs to him. And it's all according to his word. Let the power of God's word, my God, work in your life. Put the word on it. (laughs) Put the word on it. Put the word on your situation. Whatever you're facing, There's an answer in the word. Put the word on it and see won't God manifest himself through his word. There's many promises that's in the word. The promises of God, they are yea and amen. Whatever God promised he's going to do, guess what? He's going to do it. Somebody ought to confess that right now. Say God's going to do it. God's going to do it. He's going to do it 
according to his word. And so my brothers and my sisters, please allow the word of God and the power of God to work in your life. Yeah, the devil knows scripture, but don't worry about that. <laughs> there's power in your words. Come on here, because there's an anointing yeah, that flows when you speak the word. The power of God, the spirit of God, hey, wrapped up in the word of God. Uh, make, he'll make your enemies behave. He'll turn things around in your life. The psalmist said, thy word have I what hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And then he says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet. It's a light unto my pathway. So if your way seems dark, if it seems dark right now, just turn on the word, turn on the light, and he will lead you, and God will guide you. I don't know about you, but I love the word of God. It's sure it's a sure thing. It's a sure thing. It's a sure foundation because it's eternal. And so let's learn it. Let's live by it because it is the word of God. Show me a person that loved the word and I'll show you a survivor. <laughs> I'll show you a conqueror. Show me a person that loved the word. And I'll show you someone that's not defeated because there's no defeat in the word of God. Every eye closed, every head bow. <clears throat> Meditate on his word. David said he meditates on the word day and night. And he said, the person that does that, he'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And whatsoever he doeth, it shall prosper. My God, I thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Thank you that your word is eternal. Thank you, God, because you are faithful. Thank you, God, because we know you are in full control. Mm. Thank you, God, because you're the only one that I know uh, that can turn every situation around. God, you know the need of the people that's under the sound of my voice. There's nothing too hard for you. God, with us, it's impossible. But with you, all things are possible. God, I pray you open up a door. I pray you make a way. Mm. God, somebody stand in need of a miracle. Work a miracle in the name of Jesus. You know who they are. You made them. You know all about them. Somebody need healing in their body. Touch them now. Somebody's feeling low in their spirit. Lift them by your power. 
in the name of Jesus. Somebody's experiencing depression. God, I rebuke that depression in the name of Jesus. You come to set every captive free. You come to break every shackle. You've come to loose the bound. Do it in the name of Jesus. And God, we thank you and we praise you because uh, we know no other to put our trust in but you. And we trust you, God. We trust you wherever we may be, on the mountaintop or out on the raging seas. Though billows roll, God, we thank you. You keep our souls. And we thank you because we know that you are watching over us. If there's one that don't know your darling son, Jesus, as a personal savior, God, we pray that you save him before it's too late. Save them before it's too late. Draw them in, God. They can't come unless you draw them. Draw them before it's too late. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Thank God. Amen and amen.